Hmm, that's weird. That's weird. Kind of weary me out. You are a sad, strange little man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Isn't that weird? That's weird, man. It's strange. What's up, campers? Welcome back to episode 26 of Camp Strange. I am your camp counselor, Alex Tobin. And I'm your other camp counselor, David Stokes. And uh, we're back with more scary stories for your morning commutes or evening commutes. So, uh, Or to fall asleep to some sexy, beautiful voices. Oh, yeah. I don't... I don't know if this is a great podcast to fall asleep to because, especially if we have like Kyle on, because then it just turns in like scream. It's like regular talking and then all of a sudden like screaming. Yeah, it's yeah. usually the sounds I fall asleep to. Yeah, <laughs> my neighbors are are interesting to yeah. say the least. Yes, they actually they did scream a lot, but they moved, so I don't have to deal with them anymore. Really? Yeah. No. Oh. They there's a screaming clause in their contract, and I guess they oh. they broke it too many times. Yep. But um, regardless, I'm I'm here to hear some stories, not some screams. Okay. So, David, you you got some for me? Oh, you want some news stories? Give me some b- 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 breaking news. All right. Well, I'm gonna read the the headline of this one because you don't really need to go into much detail. Uh, man releases monster rat in New Jersey McDonald's, sparking total chaos. Okay. I have a lot of questions right here. Do you have more details before I start asking, or are you going to go into more details? I like, mean, I can go into more detail. There's, um, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. A man went into a, McDon- a McDonald's in New Jersey and let loose a monster rat. Okay, one, I want to know what a monster rat looks like. Two, yeah, there's videos. I'm guessing it has to do with the size of it and not necessarily uh like its teeth appearance or its claws yeah. um but i also want to know if this is a pet of his or if he found this rat and it was like i could use this to my advantage in a mcdonald's you know i know i i, I did see one of the comments was like man i was expecting a way bigger rat <clears throat> you need to clear your throat <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's not like a smoker or something. oh oh so they have a picture of the rat there's cell phone footage and of uh <laughs> it running around and everybody running for their lives well i mean if you if you live on the east coast like new jersey new york i feel like you, you deal sh- with those rats you shouldn't be that scared of a rat right no. i mean even when i lived in portland oregon i saw rats all the fucking time i actually don't see rats very often here i think i've seen maybe two in the two years i've lived here it's it's been pretty rare why you would think that they would thrive over here yeah. because it's warmer i always see them downtown but yeah oh yeah i guess it's just places with like a lot of underground access yeah probably a lot you, of sewage in in portland do they have a lot of like transportation like subways or anything like nah, that? nah there's just trash everywhere really in in Oregon, yeah, I feel like Oregon's just all trees, no trash. I don't know. Portland's pretty grimy, but they have they have a lot of forests, and uh, rats do like. Uh, they oh, get you know big what? in the forest. No, I do see a rat every once in a while on here, and it always runs across the telephone wire. That's sick. It's crazy. It's a badass rat. Because I've seen squirrels do it, and I feel like squirrels are pretty nimble, but like... They got that big tail to center their balance. Exactly, but rats are like like fat and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that rats are like capable of doing it, but they are. Yeah, they're, they and, can be uh, thick. Those rats can be thick. The way you're saying it is uh, concerning me. I don't know. I, I do have... Uh, I do have a story in college where we our house is backed to a bunch of uh, a bunch of like uh, shrubbery, yeah. And we thought we had a mouse problem, so we put out some traps and we caught fourteen mice. Oh, it's yeah, pretty. And I don't like to talk about this part, but oh god, um, get out the bucket of water. No, there was a. I don't even know what that means. 
there, there was a. I don't. I'm not proud about this moment, but there was a a mouse that that the thing came down and it wasn't fully dead. Oh, that's the worst. That's it's, why I hate the 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 sticky traps. Yeah, I've never used them, but traps. I've heard like nightmares of people because it's like you can't really take them off those things. You just have to kill them. Yeah, you kind of have to like, get a shovel or something like that. But like, I didn't. I was by myself, and I'm like, oh, this is like super hard. So I remember I called my roommate. And I'm like, I don't have anything to like. Like, what do I do? And he's like go in the garage there's a hatchet in there and i was like dude i can't do this and while i was out there getting the hatchet i I came back and he was dead but i still felt bad i feel like i should have put him out of his misery sooner there's probably better ways than hacking him up well i mean he was already halfway like okay his back was definitely broken right yeah okay so like i what's the what's a better way i don't know run him over i guess but yeah, I guess there's you're no right. there's no easy uh, solution here. But there's more. You pre- could have you could have built him a little wheelchair and you could have <laughs> <laughs> nursed him back there's, to health. There's more precision with a with a um, hatchet, right? Because the car, like you could also just run over his back legs again. Well, if you just put it right. Okay, I'm like, not gonna go into detail. <laughs> I'm not. In that, I think no, this is the end of this. You would probably hit that. You'd probably hit the whole trap. But I still feel like, oh. Have you told you about the Red Baron? No. In college. Pizza. Uh, no. So in college. I went to the University of Idaho, and there's a lot of hunters and trappers in that area, mm-hmm. and a lot of squirrels, and someone on campus had caught a squirrel, shaved its tail, no, and spray-painted it red, Shut. and I would up. see it all the time, just like running around, because you don't miss that. Wait, they shaved the whole... The whole squirrel or just the tail? Just the tail. So it didn't have the bushy tail. It was like a just like a, like a skin flesh tail. What were they trying to create? I don't know, but I called him the Red Baron. He was majestic. I that... saw him all the time running around. I mean, at least he was still alive. That's still pretty fucked up. No, it was awful. They, they were looking for him on camp. Like, they had, like, the, the school officials were, like, looking for who did it. Yeah, I mean. Th- like, like, it was a big thing. Yeah, that's some that's some bullshit. Like, squirrels don't do anything to anybody, you know? Yeah. Just, like, leave them alone. Ooh, I don't know about that, though. Steal your nuts. No, nah, I lived, uh... In Idaho, I lived next to a boarded-up house, and uh, there was a squirrel nest in there. And we would have to walk our garbage out to the garbage truck. Like, we'd have to get up in the morning and, like, go walk it out and hand deliver it to them. Because if we left it out on the street, they would just tear it apart, and we'd have to clean it up. Oh, yeah. I've caught some raccoons and stuff like that, for yeah. sure. But... And if we left a door open, they would run into our place and try to steal our food. Oh, I didn't tell you this. I never told you this. But when I was in Yosemite, yeah. uh, when I was in, like, eighth grade – sorry, we keep going off on these squirrel and rat tangents. But uh, when I was in, like, eighth grade, I put my backpack down, and it had a peanut butter cliff bar in, the in like, the mm-hmm. front pouch. I came back. Big and some, mistake. Some guy was, like, heavy breathing. He's like, is that your backpack over there? I was like, yeah, why? And he's like, squirrel just ripped it open and took the power bar. And then I was like, why? Like, what? So I went over and looked at it. There's a little hole in the front. Like, he had ripped it out and, yeah. like, chewed through the backpack, ripped it out. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, oh, man, I'm like, I'm like, it's okay. Like, my thinking was like, I'm like, it's okay. Like, it's just a power bar. And he's like, no, no, uh, it's going to go litter in the woods. That's oh, what he God. said. So he chased it for a half an hour and then brought me back oh, like a God. half-eaten power bar. I'm like, I don't want this. Yeah. But the, I think it was more of like a you throw it away, be more careful. And I was like, yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. So my other news story, the title is, Woman says she's never felt happier after marrying zombie doll. Oh, my. Oh, my. Kyle. <laughs> We you no. and Kyle talking about this earlier. We just watched the video. Okay, is this yeah. like viral? We I literally it has to be. I literally was just watching the video because the thumbnail freaked me the fuck it's, out. The the doll does not have a jaw. 
yeah she she's like there's a picture of um her on her on her facebook and she's like kissing just like the upper teeth i'm like yeah it's like th- that's a terrifying looking doll it's like a 13 year old doll yeah kind of like, like a bowl cut yeah, like I mean, she dresses it up in different clothes. She the whole bottom jaw is missing. There's blood, fake blood all over it, or something Everywhere. like that. Everywhere. And her like profile picture is her in a wedding dress and this doll in a fucking tiny little tuxedo, <laughs> and she's like lifting it up and kissing it, and like oh every. He, he, <clears throat> here's the thing. Here's the thing that I told Kyle. I was like, do what makes you happy. She she apparently says I get a lot of negative comments about this, and like I don't know what to do, and I'm like. You, I don't care what you say, you like the attention because if you did not want people to come to your Facebook profile and write weird, like discouraging things about you dating the zombie doll, just like make your account private. Like, you, yeah. don't, you don't need to, you know, have people like coming on your Facebook and, and writing on your pictures and stuff. But yeah, it's called um, objectophilia, I believe, or something, something like, like that. that. And it's, do you know the backstory behind why she loves the doll? Um, like where the doll came from and stuff. I think she got it when she was 13 or something like that. Yeah. Um, she got one when she was 13 from her father, and it wasn't until her father passed away that she became, like, really attached to it because it was kind of like a thing that he gave her. Oh, so it's, like, sad. Kind it's of. Like... Um, so I do have some quotes, which is, I married Kelly, which is the name of the zombie doll. And it's a boy, right? No, it's a – it's a – it's – Oh. They're both females. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I got confused because it was in a tuxedo. Well, she's that, the you know. the tomboy, in quotes, tomboy of the relationship. That's Kelly what she is. says. Yeah. Okay. So it says, I married Kelly, but, also but only... Also the Dave one in the relationship. Yes. I married Kelly, but only because I accept her for who she is. I look past her bloody face, and I don't mind her not having a jaw. Wow. The things you... The things you do for love. Also, her spirit and personality traits made me know that she was the one for me. Oh, my goodness. And I want to spend the rest of my life with her. To me, she is perfect. And I can feel that. She loves me very deeply. I can sense her happiness ever since we were married. It's some kind of, like, uh, PTSD type thing going on, right? Like, post-traumatic stress where, like... Or it's like a coping mechanism, but like that's the thing. Most people don't do this, so there's obviously some like kind yeah. of mental illness going on. But apparently, you don't want to use the word normal. Yeah, apparently, like she has seen a psychiatrist or something like that, so that's good. But honestly, it's it's genuinely terrifying. She has like three more as well. She bought like no a no, no 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 no. She has way more than three. Oh man, I only saw the family of four. <laughs> I think she has six. Okay, that's which, not way more than three. I mean, oh no, eight. Okay. In attendance were four friends as well as eight other zombie dolls. I don't know what to say to this. Yeah. It's like, it's a combination of sad and hilarious. And like, it's almost like I didn't want to know the backstory because it's so much more of a funny story without the backstory. Without the sad parts. But like, that's the thing. I mean, object ophelia, like have you seen, uh, I think it's called like My Strange Addiction or something like that where the people are like. In love with a roller coaster? Yeah, the roller coaster. I like the guy who like crawls underneath his car like and uh, and kisses the bumper. Yeah, and uh, I definitely think wouldn't kiss the outside of a car. No, unless you clean it a lot. But yeah. you still a lot of bugs on there. And then also, um, there's another guy who's just like in love with like blow up, um, not dolls, but like balloons, inflatable like uh, dolphins that like. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like that you'd put in a pool. Yeah. Like you know, there's like a dolphin. There's like a flamingo. There's yeah. a hippo. You know, so he gets around. I mean, I don't know what's going on there, but Jesus. 
Jeepers. Yeah. Jeepers creepers. I get the creepers. Definitely. Like the the picture scared the shit out of me. I just like oh, sat it's, there. It's I a feel good like zombie I ball. didn't have a jaw because it was on the fucking floor watching this. I was like, I cannot believe and the thing is like every picture is her with the doll. There's no pictures with her without the doll. So it's yeah. like on her Facebook. So I'm like, okay, you're you obviously kind of like people knowing this, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean eh. She's proud of it. So Love is love. When you love something. How, how old is Kelly, the doll? The doll? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I know it said that um, they have the same, they share the same birthday month. She did mention that, because <laughs> they got married in that month. <laughs> is it, she probably got her for her, oh, wait, they share the same birthday month because she got married that month? No, they got married that month because it was their birthday month. Oh, well, she probably got her for her birthday. Yeah, it's a possibility. she's saying that Kelly was born on the day that I received her. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's definitely people do that with cats if they don't know like a cat or a dog when they don't know it was born. I guess so. Oh yeah, you just don't marry your cat or it's dog. It's like the adoption right? day. It's just so much. Would it be would it be more normal or less normal if it wasn't also a zombie? If it was just like, see, that's what I was thinking. It's a... like what if it was like a I don't know Lola Bunny from Space Jams? Would that be weirder? She's kind of hot. Though. She was very hot. Um, it's one hot cartoon buddy. But, but my my thing is like this is like a child doll, right? This child, this doll looks like it's like thirteen itself. Correct. It is very short. So, I don't know if you want to, you know, go ahead and say that if you're short, you're young. But it's it's well below her shoulders. No, it looks like a child doll. Yeah, but that's a the bit. thing. You kind of it's hard to tell because it's in a tuxedo. You're over. <laughs> imagine getting that doll. Get imagine Kelly getting fitted at the local. Br- uh, what was it? Brooks Brothers? Where, where do you, I don't know. Where but do you this, get suits at? This suit is not fitted. Men's I can warehouse. tell you that much. Zombie doll warehouse. No, but I'm saying that like we kind of overlooked the fact that this that this lady's in love with like a child doll because it's missing its lower jaw and it's a zombie. So it kind of trumps the fact that the creepiness of being like, oh, isn't that like it, it goes creepiness level goes, okay, she's in love with a doll. She's in love with a child doll. Oh, She's God. in love with the zombie child doll. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the the zombie is probably the weirdest part of it. You imagine how hard it was to find the guy that, like, the the official guy? Like, I don't want to call him a pastor, but, like, the guy that does, like, the actual... What do you call that? The ceremony guy? Yeah, he's an official, but... Uh... You become the pastor? I don't know. I don't know, but he's he's rocking ordained. a nice... You get ordained. Ordained, is that what it is? A, a minister, minister. Okay, I'm going to go with it. Sure, yeah. who cares? And But he is... He's rocking a nice pink button-up shirt. The sleeves are rolled all the way past the elbows. He's got some blue jeans on. Suspenders? No suspenders. Okay. He's a fit old man. Blue jeans. Probably works in, you know, carpentry. Blue jeans are... I mean... Even the even the zombie child is wearing a tuxedo, and you fucking are wearing blue jeans to this wedding. She's God. wearing like a real wedding dress. Yeah, no, there's there's one photo where it almost looks like um, shit. What's his name? Uh, John. Mm, that's a very oh, common name. Heavy set actor. Goodman. Yeah, looks like John Goodman was in attendance based on this photo, um, <laughs> and he's standing next to two other dolls, which one appears to be a zombie clown in a purple <laughs> and periwinkle outfit and blue hair, Ooh. and that's next to one that, it could be another zombie doll, it could be a member of Slipknot, I can't tell, <laughs> but... I like the guy in Slipknot who has all the nails coming out of his head. Yeah. That one's cool. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I bet the most expensive part was buying all these stands to get these dolls to stand up. Well, I was going to say, like, do you think any of them objected? <laughs> I don't know. I had you first. <laughs> Seriously. But, uh, yeah, so 
Uh, this this the well, selfie. Whatever, whatever oh my god, the you, selfie's killing me. But I have to say, whatever makes you happy. You know what I mean? Pe- you know, when people go. Uh, you know, like when the uh, ultra ultra conservative people go. Uh, they're like, oh, get. Uh, are you showing me the picture now? Okay, that's terrifying. That I picture gets stop me. Stop showing me that. But you know, like when ultra conservative people go, like, oh, gay marriage. That's so wrong. Like, wh- what's next? Uh, I'm allowed to marry my dog. I'm like. Honestly, that's better than this. Marry your dog. I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> I do not like it. If you're happy in the like, I don't know. Just don't. As long as you're not reproducing. Yeah, yeah don't. Uh, I mean, he said marry the dog. I didn't say what he's doing after that. But like, you know what I mean? I'm like, fine, yeah. fuck it. Marry your dog. I don't care. Yeah. Like, imagine. I just love the. I just love the fat. The thought of a guy marrying a dog to prove a point, and then he's like, fuck. I did not think this one through. Yeah. So, but you know. Dogs can run away. Your zombie child is there forever. Yep. It's already dead. It's not going to die. <laughs> <laughs> till love do... Till death... I don't know. Till we're yeah, both what, zombies. What, what did you say? <laughs> till we're both zombie children. Yep. Um, and then we're both moving on to other zombie children. Ooh. So, okay. So, yeah. Uh, I guess uh, I guess that's that. Thanks for terrifying me and giving me fucking nightmares. You already knew about it. Well, yeah, just but, wanted to bring it back up. Yeah, I, I kind of, you know, that that last picture got me. It's pretty hard to not have heard about that by now, but yeah. I thought it was an old story. That's why I didn't bring it up. I was gonna kind of talk about it, but yeah. Thank you for that. I I love it. This was I love it so much. This was posted two days ago. Oh, okay. But it also has a hundred and two thousand shares oh just wait for just the, from this one article oh they're still like in that early six month stage you know wait for them wait to get for the to divorce the year. yeah get divorce to the year is gonna be ugly. she's gonna move on to zombie clown real quick yeah so well i think we're caught up on all the fucked up news right now <laughs> i kyle kyle's like oh uh, this lady was in oklahoma and i was like that's too close to this state i want her to be further states away was from it me oklahoma? right now it's rhode island what? Yeah, Rhode Island. Oh, I thought she was from Oklahoma. Unless they got married in Rhode Island, and then they lived in Oklahoma. But yeah, no, this article says... Uh, well, that's uh, better. T- Tiver- Tiverton, Rhode Island. Okay, well, that's better. Yeah. Way up in the corner. <laughs> that's further away from me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I guess you guys are all caught up on this uh, on this news, and I guess we could get into these uh, these stories we have spooky for stories. you. Spooky stories. We got spooky stories. So uh, let's get into it. So today I'm going to be discussing one of the most, I want to say, controversial um, meetings of powerful people in the United States. Okay. And it is actually up near my hometown. Is it BronyCon? It's not BronyCon, but those are powerful people. <laughs> um, but <laughs> anyway, um, no, I'm actually speaking none other, none other than the the compound known as bohemian grove yeah you asked me about this last night and i had no idea what the hell this was yeah so so. i didn't google it you're welcome okay (laughs) that's why i can't tell you anything like before i'm like hey i'll I'll never google it no i know but like i always get like your interest gets sparked and then you start looking into stuff you think i care about this podcast you're going (laughs) 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 i care about anything so so bohemian grove uh is a 2700 acre campground located in monte rio california united states belonging to a private san francisco based gentleman's club known as the bohemian club so monte rio is actually right above santa rosa which is like you know northern california kind of by sonoma i'm from petaluma if you guys didn't know 
which is uh, just about an hour north of uh, San Francisco. And this is about, I want to say two hours north, maybe an hour and a half, hour 40. So, two hours north from Los Angeles? Uh, from San Francisco, I'm sorry. Oh. So uh, okay. that, my town is an hour north, and then this place is about two hours to like probably an hour 45 north of uh, San Francisco. So um, l- I'll tell you a little bit of the history of the um, Bohemian Club before we get into what actually goes on at the encampment. So now the Bohemian Grove began in San Francisco's Union Square in 1872. So it's a super old organization. Um, as regular, it, it started as regular meetings of journalists, artists, and musicians. But it wasn't until six years later that the Bohemian Grove would be formed. Henry Edwards, a stage actor and founding member, announced that he was relocating to New York City to further his career in leaving rats in McDonald's. Oh wait, no, I read oh sorry, I reread that. I was wrong. gonna say, wait, hold on. <laughs> no, so he was he's moving he's he's like that's already been done. So he, he was moving to New York City to further his uh, acting career, which is kind of weird to think about like moving from California to New York City now. Yeah. Unless you want to be like on Broadway or something. Yeah. But I guess that was the in eighteen seventy two that was the place to be. Yeah. So on June twenty ninth, eighteen seventy eight, uh somewhat fewer than one hundred Bohemians gathered in the Redwoods in Marin County near Taylorville for an evening send-off party in Edward's honor. Freely flowing liquor and some Japanese lanterns put a glow on the festivities and club members retired at a late hour to the modest comfort of blankets laid on the dense mat of redwood needles in the forest. So basically they were just... F- why did you have to word it like that? Well, I just... Gave me a headache. No. <laughs> the fuck is that so he he, basically they're just like drinking out in like the woods and there's a dense mat of redwood needles that they just lay blankets on and sleep out in the middle of like the woods that shit poke through uh no they got everything was thicker back then thick blankets Uh, everything was made of wool so you're always sweating asbestos yeah everything was made of asbestos it was the bestest so um Basically, uh, they're out sleeping there in the woods, and uh, the festive gathering was repeated the next year, actually, without Edwards, which is kind of fucked up now. Yeah. Like, like, we had a lot of fun. Yeah, Fuck you, that guy. you had a good idea. We're just going to keep doing this without you. So, um, And it actually became the club's yearly encampment. So, um, like I said, this is this was six years after the club actually got formed. So now they're getting some uh, rituals going, you know, they have a little retreat, you know? So, yeah. So, and it, it seems actually super nice. Like I would like annual what, things are fun as hell. Well, even this, like it sounds super fun. Just to, like go out in the redwoods and get drunk with your friends and just yeah. like, sleep under giant trees. It's like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm all for that. My buddies know? and I used to do annual, uh, we would Airbnb, uh, like a, a beach house on the Oregon coast oh, for Memorial Day, and we did it like for three years, and then we stopped. But it was like I looked forward to it like all every year. It's it's super fun because then like you you have like you, you like traditions are super fun like, yeah. regardless of anything. Like even yeah. if they're like kind of boring, like even if it's just like every day before Christmas we go out and we have breakfast with all of our friends. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. something even something simple like that. It's like it's really fun. Yeah. So the festive gathering was repeated uh oh I already said that shit. So uh like I said, there's a lot of people there and some of the notable uh artists and like musicians and stuff were uh Porter Garnett, who was just no one really knows him. Yeah, he, I don't know he, he was a playwright. Um Jack London 
who a lot of people know. He was the Sounds author familiar. of White Fang and Into the Wild. Oh, uh, okay. I actually have a, a poster on my wall of like his credo, okay. which is really cool. Um, and Mark Twain, also known as Samuel Clemens. Mm. So um, the, they basically anybody who was like a, a author, musician, artist, like any a bohemian is like a, somebody of the arts. Yeah. So that was the whole idea. Is it's like get people together and uh, who are creatives, and then we're just gonna go like talk with each other so yeah um over the years though the club was transformed into something completely different as funding was needed uh prominent sf biz uh, sf san francisco businessmen were uh inducted into the group in order to buy the land and provide facilities for the camp uh because if you didn't know artists are always poor so yeah so, they don't make money until they're dead yeah so basically they needed they needed like funding so they're like okay we're going to let a couple like rich San Francisco businessmen because they're like hey that party you got out there seems fun yeah you got those asbestos blankets can I sleep next to you twain i heard the women don't wear bras ears twain <laughs> no women oh did you say that no i didn't get to that part yet oh sorry so Busted. Mm. So yeah, no, no women. Okay. So continue. Twain, let me share a blanket with you, Twain. Ooh. So, um, so like the next sentence I have here is the Bohemians Club all male membership and guest list included original artists, musicians, writers, but quickly evolved into accepting prominent business leaders, senior media executives, and government officials, including. Uh, former U.S. presidents, including Eisenhower, Nixon, Reagan, and the Bush family, and basically anybody of power or great influence. And that was, like, obviously years later after they, like, they started taking some uh, San Francisco businessmen and, like, prominent people in the city who had money, mm-hmm. and then it, that just kind of, like, escalated into, like, well, the the guy's like, well, I know some powerful people, and as the years went on, like, former U.S. presidents and, like, uh, CEOs of Nintendo and stuff like that, which okay. I will get into later. Ew. Yeah, so... Um, the Lost Forest? The what? <laughs> He's like, the CEO of Nintendo's like, can I go play my ocarina out in the redwoods? He's like, no, no. no just please. sit down and eat your dinner. Please, no. no, I brought my ocarina. And he's just like spinning around with the sword out there. They're like, just Fuck, what's that it. guy's name? Um, he died actually. I don't. Oh, remember. he did die a few years ago. Yeah, but well, who's the new guy? Uh, I don't know. Because there's Reggie. Everybody loves Reggie. He's Reggie is the CEO of Nintendo. I don't think he's the CEO, but he's that husky fellow that does all like their. Uh... He sounds like a white guy. He's no, not white. Nintendo's a Japanese company. He's not white. Okay. But anyway, we'll get on uh, with this until you can find out the name of uh, the guy. But um, Shantaro. So, oh, is that him? Yeah, Sh- Shantaro. It's the uh, the now CEO, but that was from 2018. Yeah, so. th- this guy was not. Uh, this guy at the at the place was not a. Uh, he was not a CEO, but he was like a really high up at, at Nintendo. And I'll I was t- thinking of um, Miyayoto. Miyayoto. Yeah, Miyamoto. Yeah. 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 That's that's the guy. He's more like the creative guy, I think. Yeah, he was like the founder. So these members may invite guests to the Grove for certain events like the Spring Jinx in June, or they can schedule private day use events at the Grove anytime it is not being used for club-wide purposes. And they're allowed uh, at these times to bring spouses, family members, uh, and friends, although female and minor guests must be off the property by 9 or 10 p.m. So did someone own, like, this giant plot of land? So 
they they slowly started they had like um one one encampment with like some redwood trees and stuff like that and as the years went on they bought more and more land okay so they started going out more and more yeah. um, okay, cool. so i don't know if it's owned by individuals or if it or if they bought the land and then donated it to the bohemian club i yeah. I, I bet that's what happened so the bohemian club probably owns all of the land yeah sounds um, like the oregon country fair Oh really? Yeah. It, I mean, probably less creepy than what we're about to get into, but um, we'll see. They have a lot of weirdos up in Oregon, you know. Yeah. I'm looking at one right now. So, <laughs> got a zombie child over there who can date. I need a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> I need a cell phone. If you guys, uh, we're, we're going to be releasing Tales from the Camp episode three soon, and if if you want a good story, tune in for that one. And remember, I need a cell phone. So we all need a cell phone. So, uh, the club continually states that their purpose uh, is to escape the "quote unquote" frontier cult- frontier culture or uncivilized interests of common men. They believe that the time spent at the Grove is one of pleasure and not of business. With their insignia, even reading, this is a creepy insig- insignia. To tell you the truth, the insignia reads, "Weaving spiders come not here." Okay, which means that all business meetings and dealings should be left outside. Yeah, I mean, fuck that. If I was going to this place, the last thing I'd want to do is talk business. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's the thing. Where like it's supposed to be, I think it's kind of like a, I don't. know, It kind of makes sense where if like you're a super powerful person, you're just like, yeah, I want to go hang out with other super powerful people. You know what I mean? It's probably yeah. just like why you know when you go to like the Olympics, like. Apparently the where all the oh, Olympians the hang out. Yeah, the village is supposed to be like a they, crazy orgy. They go slash through like drunk. ten million fucking condoms. They just have garbage buckets like full of them. Yeah, <laughs> they do, dude. I'm not joking. Wait, use garbage buckets or like or like no, they just have like giant bins full of. I mean, not use Jimmy garbage hats. bucket. I just mean like is the is the there's the, an empty one. There's the condoms a full are one. sealed and yeah. Is there one trash can full of sealed condoms and the one trash can full of used ones? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, at least they're using condoms. So exactly. Well, I don't know, man. That's how you get the best Olympics you've ever seen. It's true. You want a you want a super baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go to the village. So now this may seem like a common gathering of powerful egotistical guys, you know, because. No girls allowed. Yeah. Uh, similar to any kind of business meeting or a country club. Uh, but during its two weeks, during two weeks in mid-July each year, in which the Bohemian Club hosts an encampment for all of its members to come join their fellow members in certain acts that would confuse, bewilder, and frighten any non-members if they were to witness them in person. <laughs> All right, I'm excited. Yeah, you interested now? I'm paying attention. So, uh, now I have to say before we dig into this that the Bohemian Grove is heavily guarded by ex-military security with sometimes they have lethal weaponry. Uh like they've been uh, guards have been seen with actual like guns and other I've read other articles where sometimes depending on the event like if there's presidents there they're, oh yeah, they're gonna, for sure. Like they usually bring their own security who have guns and stuff. Yeah. But they also just hire like ex marines and they give them you know probably tasers and some kind of like just like, their hands. Yeah, probably honestly. So yeah. um, a lot of those guys are trained to like not even go into combat with weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just you strangle them to death. You pick up the gun off the man you kill. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a John Wick move right there. Yep. So um. Like I said, uh, it is heavily guarded by ex-military service with sometimes lethal weaponry, and it's usually all year round uh, that they have some some sort of guards there 
during the big events, more, even more guards. Um, which makes so this makes information about the two week encampment scarce and very difficult to obtain because they take their privacy very seriously, mm-hmm. like super serious. Um, but there have been journalists who have broken the lines and even obtained video evidence of the very secret society. Oh. The most recent was actually in, let me guess, Mark Zuckerberg fucked it all up, dude. I'm about to fucking blow your mind. All right. Okay, ready? So, like, John the, Goodman. The most recent break in was on uh, January 19, 2002, uh, when 37 year old Richard McCaslin was arrested after his uh, nighttime infiltration of the Bohemian Grove, where he set several fires and, uh, and he was heavily armed and wearing a skull mask and outfit with Phantom Patriot written across the chest. No Bohemian Club members or guests were actually even present at the time, uh, uh, at the Bohemian Grove at the time. So kind of a wasted... uh, He must play Call of Duty. Yeah, I was thinking, I I totally pictured that ghost, that ghost beanie. character ghost, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this guy was like really into... But it's kind of crazy he was heavily armed. That's like kind of terrifying. So it seems like some of those guards have to have some kind of guns, though. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you can't take the guns out of my hands. So, But the thing is that they're also surrounded by a forest, so it's like kind of easy to break in if you're if you find the right spots you know what i mean it just takes one e-walk exactly yeah but here's where i'm about to blow your mind um but before him in 2000 america's most prolific journalists snuck in and gained video evidence of one of their rituals that man is none other than the screaming red-faced beefcake himself yes yeah, say it. Say the fucking name. Say the name. Say Alex the... Jones. Yes! <laughs> Fuck yes. You love Alex Jones. I love Alex Jones with a dying passion. And he says, he says that wrong. If you guys don't know who Alex Jones is, he's he is the craziest person on this planet he's Earth. Batshit crazy. So he, he one of his famous quotes is, The chemicals in the water are turning the frogs gay. Yeah. So that's that's a big one. I think it's the freaking chemicals in the water. Freaking turn... chemicals. It's good. Anyway, yeah, he he says he's a very big conspiracy theorist. And what was the name of his show? Oh fuck, I can't. It's um, it's called like Red something. No, I don't know. Something zone, something zone. Um, look it up. I'll keep talking while you look it up. But basically, he he goes on. He doesn't really trust either political party. Um, he he thinks that Hillary's a lizard person. Um. Infowars. Infowars. He was he was friends with Trump though. He he got an endorsement. Oh, he's he got an endorsement from Trump because I think Trump's a little bit more. Whoa. He, he thinks Trump's a more of an outsider. So he's like he's like yeah, I like him. I like him. He's not that government puppet. But like Alex know. Jones is only forty five. Woof. He looks older. Yeah, he does. So yeah. So basically, in two thousand. Um, oh, Alex Jones also lost his show recently. So. Yeah. So Alex Jones, if you are hearing this, come be a guest. God, I'd love to have he you. Needs a, he needs a new show, and we're, we we have a seat open. So in 2000, Alex... We will get this show canceled for you. <laughs> yeah. In 2000, Alex Jones and his cameraman entered the camp with a hidden camera and were able to film a Bohemian Grove ceremony called the Cremation of the Care. Or Cremation of Care, Cremation of the Care. Uh, and this is how the ceremony is actually described. Um, and there is video of this. We will post. which it's It looks like it's shot on a potato. It's like the worst quality ever. But Are you sure it's not just uh, the Blair Witch Project? No, but it, 
it, you could hear heavy breathing yeah. at all times. But he, well, it's he, Alex Jones. He made a full documentary. It's an hour and forty minutes, and I like oh I watched chunks. Watch I watched chunks of it. It's so fucking bad. I will watch anything Alex Jones. It's makes. so bad. The, the half of it is him talking to people in the town and being like, "You, you ever heard of Bohemian Grove?" And they'd be like, "Uh, yeah, I heard about these. Like, you know, they sacrifice children out in the woods, right?" And the yeah. guy's like. I don't know about that, man. I'm just trying to buy some stamps. And he's yeah. like, no, 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 you don't get it. And he's like, stuff like that. Yeah. Know? One of Alex Jones' biggest things is um, trying to prove that Sandy Hook was a fake government-made uh, massacre. Yeah, that's a little... That's how bash it crazy Stick to is. Bohemian Grove. That's a little yeah. bit more less sensitive. I'm just know? trying to, like, get... For people that don't know who he is, just trying to try to paint yeah. a picture of what mental state he is in <laughs> yeah. at all the time. He thinks that there's crisis actors and people who go around crying yeah. at different things the liberal agenda liberal agenda so um at the edge of an oh this is the ceremony so at the edge of an artificial lake in the middle of the grove uh is a 40 foot owl that has been the centerpiece of a secret ceremony which takes place on the first night of the club's annual encampment performed after dark in front of the members a small boat crosses the lake oh wait hold on hold on what do they feed this this 40 foot owl oh i'm gonna get into that baby Oh, I'm gonna. What type get of owl that. is it? It's it's a it's a stone. Is it the chemicals in the water that made the owl forty feet tall? No, it is a stone statue. Oh, it's stone. Owl. Okay. Uh, I guess I didn't say stone statue, right? <laughs> I don't think I, you got it that point. Sorry, <laughs> I I just saw it so many times. I just thought everybody would think it was stone, but um, they do feed it something, so we'll get it. Oh anyway. my god! Yes. So uh, performed after dark in front of the members, a small boat crosses the lake towards a group of dark hooded figures waiting at the owl statue. There we go. With a high priest who receives a human effigy from the ferryman, places it at the foot of the shrine and sets it on fire. Throughout the ritual, an ominous voice booms out of the speakers hidden inside the hollow owl disguised as an ancient rock so they built this giant owl yeah and uh out of like you know whatever paper mache <laughs> not really but like something and there's a speaker inside that's like it's like oh no no and it's like reading like some kind of weird scripture chant thing so it's basically one of those like poolside rocks you buy that has a speaker in it yeah it kind of does i mean it looks it looks better. sharper image it looks older than that I think yeah there's like some moss on it and stuff like that but basically they they bring over this they bring over this little boat uh over a man-made lake that they made and it has a little human effigy in a coffin and they they walk it up and they're all wearing hooded figures and they light it on fire uh, in front of the owl and it like burns really bright and they say okay. a bunch of different chants and whatnot um so jones actually inspired some of the more extreme conspiracy theories about the society including suggestions that the ritual's fiery sacrifice wasn't an effigy but a real human being <laughs> Uh, there are some. There, this is true, actually. There are some troubling photographs uh, reportedly taken in the early days of the secret society's uh, formation. Uh, one which appears to show a child tied up on a table, and another of a convincing human mannequin awaiting a public lynching. I saw both pictures. the The child one, it kind of it's hard to tell. It, it's it looks like 
Looks legit. It, it, no, yeah. it, it's like half and half. It, like you could be like, oh, maybe that's a kid, and you'd be like, maybe that's a dummy. Yeah. But, and the the hanging one, you can't see the face, but there is a like a dummy or a person I can't tell being lynched, and there's like a bunch of people like around it, and it's like wearing a hat and clothes and shit like that. God, I want to be in a secret society so bad. It's it's super creepy and it's super weird. So I mean, those pictures those pictures do exist from like literally like nineteen I don't know like thirties or something, maybe even earlier. But the club argues that the ritual itself is not worship and that the effigy has never been a child. <laughs> they would say that, wouldn't they? They're just like, nah, we killed a couple kids. <laughs> yeah, but it's, like, it's like, it's mostly an effigy. Okay, guys, I think we could... They were volunteers, the ones that did go. Okay? Half of them were Wilt Chamberlain's kids anyways. To be... Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> A lot of legitimate children. Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna say, do they do they burn longer because they're so tall? <laughs> <laughs> they're damn near on stilts. I got more firewood. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, to be fair, most of the kids really like owls, so they're like happy in the last moments. Okay, yeah. so why don't you guys calm down? So the like I said, the club argues that it's not worship, and the effigy has never been a child, but instead the name of the antagonist in the coffin is Dull Care. Okay. That's the name of like the person. It's, like the, it's just like the general name. No, the name of the the entity inside the coffin. They call it Dull Care. Okay. And uh, it turns out the term Dull Care comes from the 1919 Oliver Hardy short film of the uh, of that title, Dull Care, in which the police force uh, the police force is more interested in being lazy than in chasing bad guys. They they leave the dull cares of their day behind them and enjoy their freedom. Uh, the Bohemians thus kick off their encampment by metaphorically throwing their cares of the day onto the sacrificial pyre. Uh, the theatrics of the robes and the ceremony are certainly consistent with the dramatic theme of the camp, and the giant owl merely represents knowledge, and it's been the club symbols the club symbol since its inception. So they're basically saying this is. We're all a bunch of stressed out guys. This is our way of being like, oh, all like this is our time to be fun. We're throwing, we're, yeah. we're we're the police force, and we're kicking up our feet and and throwing our batons away for a while, and we're just gonna have a good time. Yeah, you know. So it's an interesting concept, regardless of like the creepiness. Like it could be a kid, but like it's also really weird to think about. They have to perform these rituals as like a. But I guess like fraternities do the same thing, right? I don't know. Some of them do. It is a fraternity kind of. I was in a fraternity. We definitely didn't burn any children. You're not in the right fraternity. You didn't get in the cool fraternity. Well, we started it, though. So it's a little different. We made our own shit. You make a giant owl? <laughs> we had a uh, a stuffed a... animal tiger named Steve that would – I think he's still there get now. There. And getting... it gets passed down um, – Okay, that's something. A senior always gives it to a junior, so then that next year, that junior that is now a senior passes on to someone else. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Work work on uh, sacrificing. He was $20 at Walgreens. Just sacrifice a freshman every once in a while. Yeah. You know? We don't need him. Yeah. We don't need him. So, although the club claims it, it is all pageantry, many believe that the effigy is usually a child that is to be sacrificed to a deity by the name of Molech. Molech Wait, is what? Yeah, so so they isn't. Uh, I feel like that's a, a like a Daedric god in the Elder Scrolls. Well, that's what I was gonna say because Molech is actually the Hebrew word for king and was mentioned in the Bible as a Canaanite demigod with the body of a man and the head of a bull 
who required child sacrifices. It's Molog, no run. Molog? Yeah. Yeah, I I mean... Maybe that's just a different pronunciation if yeah. he is a king. but Possible. Yeah, so that's what I meant when they said that they they are feeding this owl, apparently. They're feeding it children. And it is not – the owl doesn't look like Molek because the pictures of Molek are, you know, a giant bronze statue, which we'll get into in a second. Okay. With, like, uh, that, the head of a bull, body of a man. And, um, like, like, right here it says, Molek is usually depicted as a bronze statue heated with fire into which the children were thrown in order to please Baal Haman, the Carthinian, uh, the Carthinian god, I might be pronouncing it wrong, but. Sounds right. Carthinian god of weather, fertility, and good fortune, uh. Non-members believe that Molech is responsible for keeping the wealthy and affluent wealthy and affluent. So yeah. they're saying that they're they're praying to this like demi demigod pagan god in order to keep their power and bring good fortune. And yeah. you need a nice man. You know what? Having a god in your corner. Whew. At times, you sometimes wish you had a little zombie zombie child to yeah. you know. I wonder Nestle if Molech if that would please Molech. You know, I think it would probably please him if he knew how much it meant to. Uh... The bride. Do you think? Do you think you throw in a zombie, zombie child that it just spits it right back out of the fire? And you got a zombie child on oh. fire. <laughs> Holy shit! The, the zombie kid is flying out back into the river. <laughs> Fuck, Bill. Bill climbing. You know this was a possibility, Bill. You climbing. You drew the short straw. God damn it, Bill. He's like, okay. I just, I love the idea of a of a fifty five year old bald fat man. Uh, climbing into a fire like somebody climbs into a hot tub. <laughs> it's like, like really slow, trying like, not to slip. Ooh, ah, ooh, ooh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh, real. Oh, my knees are so tender. Ooh, this bronze is really heated up. <laughs> so, um, as the owl mascot of, uh, as for the owl mascot of the club, conspiracy theorists are also quick to point out that the owl is hidden in the upper right hand corner of every one dollar bill. And it is tiny, but it is there. Okay, where's my... No. Wait, let me see. Because I... Oh, here's a dollar. Cool. Okay. I only keep one. Oh, you guys on hear me. that? I got money. Okay, let me see. Uh, Where's the owl? Oh, you can see the owl. Okay, if you guys have a dollar bill right now... Upper right hand or left hand, is it? Upper right hand corner of the George Washington side. Look at the one in the upper right hand corner and then go to the left between the leaf and... And uh, the outline of, like, the the little insignia of, like, the one. And you can see a tiny, 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 tiny little owl. Do you see it? I think I know what you're looking at, but goddamn, I need to get glasses, I guess. Here, here. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at it. Okay. I I know what you're looking – I see the little thing, but – You can Google it, too, if you don't have a dollar. (laughs) Poor sons of bitches. No, just kidding. I only have hundreds. Um no, <laughs> it wasn't until today that I hadn't had cash in my wallet for months, and all I had was a twenty peso. You think the owl's on the peso? I I literally didn't have a dollar in my wallet until today. I got cash back, and because <laughs> the burrito stand only takes cash. That's how you know it's a good burrito stand. Cash only, off the grid. Alex Jones would eat there. That's all I'm saying. You know what I think about that burrito stand. So let's just move How about on. you shut your fucking mouth? So so it is there. So a lot of people believe that that the owl is actually like more along the lines of like the Illuminati. These people are very close, closely related to the Illuminati or like the Freemasons who are the most powerful people like watching over the world. And they're saying that that it, it is really weird that there's a tiny, tiny little owl in there, right? Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know why it's there. People have always looked at owls as like such a like sacred thing, though, like such it's, a knowledgeable thing. No, no, it, no. Yeah, they always say you ever see a wise, owl, wise old owl. You, you ever know? seen one in like the wild? Uh, yes. They're fucking majestic. They're crazy. They're, yeah. I mean, there's so they're many different cool types ass still. birds. But it's just still weird that they put it on there. I mean, maybe, maybe like. I don't know if it was on earlier dollars. Maybe it started when this club got formed, but who knows? Like I said, I mean, shit. You can also fold dollars to make it look like nine eleven. So, yeah. Oh, I remember doing that. Man, so. that that just brought me back. And you yep. do like the other one that looks like the Pentagon. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. So, uh, but yeah, it's still weird because no, like the folding is one thing, but that owl is there. So <laughs> yeah, you don't have to fold anything to get the owl. And the owl's way too tiny to be like anything. Like, why wouldn't they just make it bigger? I don't. They're obviously trying to be like, hee hee, secret, hee hee, little secret. Maybe the guy who designed its daughter loved owls. You bitch. How about you stop it? Because <laughs> I'm busting this conspiracy theory wide open, and you are a fucking asshole. He probably threw his daughter in the fire. Okay, so you know what? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. So lastly, I want to go back to their insignia of the owl. Yeah, that's right. Owl's coming back. So I want to go back to their insignia of the owl. Who? Uh... Their insignia Who? of the owl. The Bohemian Grove. Who? I'm doing an owl bit. <laughs> so fucking stupid. I wish I could throw you in a fucking bronze bullheaded statue right now. Been there, done that. Shut the door and watch you cook. <laughs> Hear you scream who on the other side of that. It'd be like a Thanksgiving dinner looking at that turkey. I like dark meat. I wanna I wanna cook you long. <laughs> so so um Lastly, I want to go back to the insignia of the owl with the phrase, weaving spiders come not here. Like I said, this phrase does mean that all business deals are to be left outside. But it has been confirmed that that statement is not entirely true. Okay. There was one exception that we know of, which took place on September of 1942. A group of men were called together for a meeting about a project that could possibly change the world forever. This is a hundred percent true. This is everybody confirms this. All right. A group called the S one Executive Committee was called to the club, which consisted of the presidents of Harvard, Yale, and Princeton, representatives of Standard Oil and General Electric, and various military officials. Also, two specific men were invited. These two men were to head this project. Their names, Ernest Lawrence and J. Robert Oppenheimer. The project they discussed was none other than the Manhattan Project. Oh, shit. The project that led to the creation of the atomic bomb. My dad's uh, like high school science teacher was like one of the scientists on Manhattan Project. Really? Yeah. So th- this was the first time they discussed a- making the atomic bomb was at this – at the Bohemian Grove. Yeah. Um, and they called the meeting. And, like, apparently members still talk. It's, like, one of their biggest, like, hey, like, did you know? Like, yeah, we killed a bunch of people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, even J. Uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer, what, he, what does he say? He's, like, I am, like – he was like super devastated by the fact that he made this. Like when the atom bomb like went off in Hiroshima yeah. and Nagasaki, he was like, "I am the god of death" or something. Like he like, was. I so, did this, and I'm like, once it happened, he's like, "Fuck." He was so like this. distraught about this because yeah. I mean, he's like a scientist. He's not like a war general. He's like, "Yes." He's yeah. just like, "Fuck!" Like, what did I do? So yeah, it's it's pretty crazy that like they're like bragging about it. 
it is a scientific feat, which is interesting. Oh, like, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, they're not necessarily bragging about, I guess, the use of it, but they're bragging about the actual bomb. Yeah. Like, the making of it, oh, which, is, sure. which is pretty cool, you yeah. know. Um, but, yeah, so that – out of all the conspiracy theories, that one is actually completely true. And uh, before before I, like, wrap this up, um, I I did a little – insider i did a little i i went for the extra scoop you okay because i do have a question yeah, but i'm yeah. gonna let you do this well um okay this might answer okay yeah, yeah so i went for the extra scoop of of vanilla and i actually vanilla jesus my very very so wild <laughs> neapolitan so um my very 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 good friend Kyle back home, not my roommate Kyle, but I'm only friends with Kyle's apparently. Yeah, and and David's. I have two Davids, two mm-hmm. Kyles, and my my buddy back home Kyle, his cousin actually worked at the Bohemian Grove for two separate summers. Okay, is it still going? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Um, I I read some message boards about people. They were talking about Trump's presidency, and they're like, should he visit Bohemian Grove to try to solidify his? You think Trump's gonna sleep on a bunch of like? Well, fucking no. tree needles? No, it's it's totally built up now. Yeah, I'm sure. It looks like it's like Yeah. Um, it's like a little... But it it is a predominantly Republican uh um, okay. uh camp now. Okay. I, I used to be like more art artists and you know, liberals and, and Republicans, but I guess it's funny how that switches. Yeah, so yeah, for uh I, I think for like the past fifty years, maybe even more, it's been predominantly Republican and actually former president So I'm sure Alex Jones goes there every summer. No, he's not allowed in. He's not even no? powerful enough. He's just like a fucking crazy dude. He doesn't <laughs> trust anybody. That guy's not powerful. You you need okay, I'll tell you this. He Skypes with the president. The initiation fee, guess how much? To get into the club. First, you have to be invited. One and a half million? No, come on. It's fucking no. $25,000. Okay. So it's not like a crazy amount, but that's just the initiation that you pay like a yearly fee for literally two weeks out of the year. Yeah. Like most people don't even probably go up for that. But um, but, uh, like I was going to say, mostly Republican and actually when former President Bill Clinton – got heckled at like uh when he was like running for president or whatever mm-hmm. he got heckled and somebody's like you go to the bohemian club you go to bohemian grove because this conspiracy theory has been around forever um he responded with mm, the bohemian club did you say Bohemian? this is a horrible impression i'm gonna stop you're doing great no you're doing great keep it up <laughs> no please keep it up the bohemian club did you say bohemian club is that where all those rich Republicans go up and stand naked against redwood trees, right? You need to be in – you need – wait, I've never been to the Bohemian Club, but you ought to go. It would be good for you. you get some fresh air. So, that wasn't bad. You had some moments in my, there that my I thought fellow, was... My fellow Americans. I can't – yeah, I, not that good. He's been out of circulation for a while, you know. Yeah. So that's a, that's a hard one to pick back up. Yeah. But he, basically, he just like – was <laughs> that where the Republicans go and stand naked against redwood trees? Because it is also really uh, highly encouraged to not use the bathroom to pee because it's like men, we're men. So yeah, pee on everything. They tell you to go pee on trees. It's like they have signs that go like pee. Half the reason I go camping. It says uh, see weird shit you can pee on. True, and it's actually yeah, really fun to pee on trees. That mushroom? Oh yeah, I'm gonna pee on that. Ew! Wait, what? Huh? Okay. Anyway, um, so but yeah, th- so there's signs that say like, oh, use the use the redwoods to your advantage, like use it as your bathroom. And there's actually one toilet that is actually inside of a giant redwood tree. They built a bathroom That's inside sick. of it. So for once, it's the it's the exact opposite. It's like bathroom is for number twos only. Yeah, yeah. 
So, yeah, so, I mean, but they're basically just pissing on everything. And I actually read um, another guy worked at uh, the Bohemian Grove who yep, was yep, on yep. Reddit, and he said he's like, oh, I didn't see anything, like, that crazy, but I did see a lot of rich guys' dicks. <laughs> like, apparently, <laughs> he was, like, yeah. whipping it out and just, like, because apparently they're drunk 24-7 for, like, those two weeks. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. I feel like that'd be the point. Yeah, so, um, but when I, I talked to her, she uh, worked there for two separate summers. So they, they employ females. Here's the thing. Females are only allowed in certain parts. Okay. So um, I, I won't go into, like, too much detail about uh, – she says, but they're all, uh, girls were not allowed to work in certain areas, like the dining slash restaurant area, for example. But the place was filled with conspiracy theories, though at the same time uh, – you're going to hear weird things and see weird things when it's a bunch of dudes you get together on a secret vacation place. So um, basically what I wanted to say is that she also – about the Nintendo guy, a couple really weird rules. Not really weird, but one, you're not allowed to initiate conversation with any of the guests if you're a server there. She was, okay. a, she oh, was yeah. a server. I feel like that goes for like a lot of places if you're a server, honestly. I guess. But no, you can't just be like, oh, how's it going? Like you can't even like do that. You just honestly be quiet. You walk up because yeah. they don't want you being like, hey, I'm like a really big fan. Cause, like, oh, obviously, yeah. Because apparently she said that Zach Brown Band was there. Oh, wow. I, yeah, she's like, I saw Zach Brown Band and my friend. like. So when you say Zach Brown Band, does that mean Zach Brown or does that mean the whole team? I the bet, drummer's there? Bassist? I bet, you know, the core members probably. Okay. Maybe some of them. I don't know anything about the Zach Brown Band. Is it a big band? Uh, I think they got like a couple, like eight, eight, ten people. I like It's them. like Slipknot. They got guys banging on uh, kegs. They got one guy with nails coming out of his face. <laughs> <laughs> they got a zombie thirteen year old yeah. child. So, um, but uh, like I was saying, um, she she would hear weird stories about uh, them trying to sneak in women in the middle of the night because women weren't allowed. They Can't had go to, two weeks, man. They they had, they had to be uh, fingerprint scanned uh, scanned in every place. Um, they, they were like heavily guarded. They had to wear certain colors that like showed their status be like, so they're easy to like point out if they're in the wrong area, like yeah. all the servers. What do you think the highest status wears? What color? Uh, white. White or black. I would say black. Yeah, but black, you don't black's harder in the to see though at night. So like, I feel like yeah. they would keep it like kind of lighter colors. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, apparently also, uh, there were... When she was working there, they would bust them in. They would park somewhere else, and they'd bust them in and, like, immediately walk them into the area. Uh, and apparently when they got bust in, they had to call the SWAT team in because there's so many protesters outside of Bohemian Club or Bohemian Grove Jesus. trying to, like, get in and, like, you know, yeah. conspiracy theorists and stuff like that. I bet it's crazy. But she said it was a literal, like, parade of people that would come down for dinner, like, hundreds and hundreds of people, and they'd be, like, dancing and uh, they'd be playing all kinds of instruments, and uh, they put on these big uh, plays on stages, and they have one big play, and then they also have other plays like uh, on smaller stages, and that's where like the idea of there's a big rumor that it was true that they dress up in uh, dresses, and all the guys dress yeah, up in dresses yeah, yeah, yeah. and they put on plays. They actually do that, um, like ex presidents. So it's and like, like a that. summer camp for really, 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 really rich, important people. Basically, yeah. um, I mean, honestly, it really makes sense to me. It's like if I was someone, I don't know, if I was a president, like you have to think about how many things you like can't do. Mm-hmm. You can't just like be yourself and like relax. You can't like, be you can't be pissed drunk anywhere. Yeah, so to be able to go to this place house. and it's like it's like 
you're with all these other people the same status that make so much money and are such like huge names it's like to be able to like cut loose and know that there's not gonna be any repercussions like, yeah sign me the fuck up yeah and and the so i asked her a couple questions and uh oh i never got to the nintendo guy the nintendo oh, yeah. guy he he basically you're not allowed to talk to them and you're also not allowed to get tips they're not yeah. allowed to tip um you know, so they don't have that that extra stress about like you didn't tip me well enough. You know, and they're not trying yeah, to out tip yeah, yeah. each other. So, this one Nintendo guy, he was like apparently really nice, and he got like the reputation as like the Frog Man. And it's not because he did anything weird, but he would tip waiters with like these little plastic frogs. He would like he would smile and he'd like give them like little plastic frogs. I don't know if he just only spoke Japanese, but yeah, or just like not not really well English, but he would give them plastic frogs and everyone's like, Oh, that's Frogman. He's like really nice. Cause some of the other people would just like be like super shitty to you oh, and yeah. stuff. So he made like an extra effort, which was like really cool. And, yeah. uh, but also the last question I asked her, I was like, so did you see the owl? Did you see the infamous owl statue? And she goes, Oh no, we weren't allowed in that part of the camp. Like yeah. they were so strict about that. They're like, you do not go over there. If you do, you will be immediately fired and like escorted off the property. Like they are super secretive. They don't want anybody like lingering around or like uh, searching around. But yeah, apparently like every she's like everybody who was like the server there like trying to like listen to everybody's conversations. Oh, yeah. I mean, how can you not? Sure. Yeah. So that was a big thing. And then the last thing I want to say was um, that uh, one of the guys on Reddit who had worked there, I think he worked at the same time because he mentioned the Frogman too. And I was like, yeah. oh shit, like they probably worked in the same, like yeah. at the same time. And he said that he thought that there were prostitutes there. He's like, he never oh, saw 100%. any. He said he never saw any, but the consensus seemed to be that they were definitely around. Uh, there was a whorehouse across the river from the grove. I'm pretty sure they uh, brought in. And there was also an older 40s, a 40-year-old woman server who seemed to be pretty friendly with some of the members, I guess. So, yeah. um, I mean, it's actually, like I said, like where these guys are probably – the guys who are like really, really rich and powerful are probably very similar to like fratty dudes who are just like – they want to be kind of – shitty a little bit so they're probably like oh yeah like we want to sleep around but like they can't do that like people are falling yeah. all the time so they need like an ins- encapsulation of like security oh, yeah, for no sure. no cameras and then they probably like flew in a bunch of prostitutes and then just like escorted them across the river every night or something yeah. you know so it's fucking crazy well i mean like okay before i say anything obviously mm-hmm. i'm not i don't buy prostitutes or anything like that oh shit well shout out shout out shannon thank you for all the information that was really great that you were able not to... a prostitute just no a no, no 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 yeah. no 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 uh, she was the one that worked there and, yeah yeah she was great but what i was just trying to say it's like if i was the president and it's like you do all this shit all year round like two weeks to just like go crazy like yeah do yeah. something crazy yeah. do something crazy with, with no one seeing that like hell yeah yeah i mean it, yeah i i Every movement is, like, watched and, like, everybody knows what you're doing at all times, like, to be able to, like, disappear for two weeks and just, like, yeah. It just awesome. – it's just – I think the most disturbing thing is that these are the guys with, like, the most money and, like, you think of them on, like, a level of being, like, kind of godly or, like, wow, like, they must be very disciplined and stuff. And Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're all just still, like, 
people. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> or just, like, yeah, little boys at heart who are just, like... I mean, these guys can't go, go to Chili's and get two-for-one apps, you know? <laughs> like we can. They can't go get a Long Island iced tea and... Uh, yeah, take their pants off at SeaWorld. And, uh, yeah, and, and throw the bar stool across the Applebee's, you yeah. know? They can't do that kind of no, stuff. No, 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 no. But, um, yeah, I mean, it is also crazy that, like, they talk about... Oh, they say that there's a lot more business dealings that go down there that people don't know about. Yeah. They say that um, a Big lot Jeff of... Jeff Bezos is there sending pictures of his dick to everyone maybe but i mean pff, i'm not surprised he would be but he's like i think he's ultra liberal too so i mean I don't, Is he, um, yeah i don't know but um yeah there's like pictures of ronald reagan and uh richard nixon like sitting side by side and that was before either one of them was president so yeah. like, they say a lot of people are like um like groomed to become presidents there and they like yeah. all those people have a lot of power so they can help out and then yeah. a lot of people i guess announce their vice presidents like while they're running they go i'm gonna have uh you know dick cheney vice. dick cheney yeah. for my vice president because the bush family and dick cheney are both are both members so i wonder if uh dick cheney shot anyone there oh my god dude he's probably like can we can we have a hunting program yeah and bring like, a couple orphans dick, in and hunt dick, them dick no dick calm down my question for you Dick, go hide in the woods. We'll meet you out there. Yeah. Hunt, hunting, uh, <laughs> fuck, what is that called? Uh, Quail. No, no, no. Hunting, uh, I don't, I don't know. God you're damn it. There's a, uh, help me out here, buddy. There's a fake bird. Fake bird. That's like a thing that you owl, like. Big owl statue. No, you go, you go hunt, uh, God damn, I can't think of what's it. There's a, there's a fake name for a fake bird and it's like a prank you pull on people. And you're like, oh, let's go hunt these birds. Oh, and you okay. basically drop people off in the middle of nowhere with a flashlight and a, and a pillowcase because you're supposed to hit the bird with the flashlight and catch it with a pillowcase. <laughs> and people just drop – they'll just drop them off there and then go home. And then, like, it just – until they figure out that, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and they just, like, have to walk home. They probably did that to Dick Cheney then. Yeah. <laughs> Dick go out there. He's like, fine, but if I don't find anything in 30 minutes, I'm going to shoot somebody in the face with my shotgun. Yeah. Like, okay, Dick. Yeah. Sure. So my question for you about this story is, who do you think the biggest wild card is that's ever been invited? Like, who is, like, the one that would be, like, the most surprising? Like, like shouldn't be there? Or, like, biggest wild card is, like, acts up the most? Like, does the crazy Like, the people shit. that you'd least expect to be there. <sighs> are you asking me as a professional opinion, or are you asking yeah. me, like... I'm asking you, like, who do you think... I don't know. Like, guessing, or, like, do you yeah, want a confirmation guess. of who's been there? I mean, do you have a list? No. Well, there is a list. There's if you a have list a list, and what's the, the wildest name on the list that's been invited? Well, there's a list of members. Like, but like, you think Dr. Dre's been there? No. I think it's literally, for the majority, like, white, old, rich. Oh. Um, Weird Al? No. You know who's been there? Who? Um, Charlton Heston and okay. also uh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Clint, I, but you kind of expect that. You know, yeah. Charlton Heston's, like, NRA gun nut and then yeah like you think ted nugent's been there ted nugent no he doesn't have enough money for that no mm. uh, cat scratch they fever? might they might bring ted nugent there and then like they make him run around the woods and like laugh at him he's with kinda, a bow he's the jester they bring ted nugent yeah, as yeah, the yeah. jester exactly, you know exactly. so okay um he's like he's that adjacent he's just not wealthy enough you need like a lot of money apparently so all right and all he, right. i guess he is a musician actually you know what he might have been if zach brown was there ted nugent might have been there. he had to have been there yeah but he's also fucking insane yeah it's it's like awesome. i brought my crossbow yeah okay 
So, yeah, that was the story of Bohemian Grove. They say they still sacrifice children out there, maybe in the woods. Maybe there's a bunch of stuff we don't know. But yeah. it's anything, anytime you're left out of an encampment, you want to know what's going on. And this Gotta is know. Camp Strange. Got to know. We have to check with Let's our – Let's start our own camp. We have to check with our competing camps. We Let's have go, a camp. Let's go buy some land in the middle of bumfuck nowhere and start our own. And really sacrifice children. <laughs> Could if anybody has kids they don't want, they you know Any, send them to quote unquote. I'm doing the the bunny ears things. Send them to summer camp. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be really hot. Yeah, very hot. Uh, hope they like owls. Keep Dude. a keep an apple in your mouth. <laughs> Dude, this is like not okay. <laughs> Any zombie children? So yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that is the Bohemian Grove, and I'm sure there are like 500 more conspiracies that are surrounding that. Oh yeah, I tried to go for a little bit more history. It's probably some shit that people those couldn't big, even think of. That yeah, happens, those are but, the big conspiracies yeah. about the children and what they sacrifice. And but yeah, so yeah. all right, well, boom, atom bomb, boom, there goes the atom bomb, boom, there goes there goes the uh, the atom bomb. Wow. Okay, you should start talking more. Yeah, I'm gonna drink some more wine. Okay, you're on to your story. So all right, Bogle wine. J- j- Drink, drink more Bogle wine. <laughs> Bogle wine, it's you're feeling fine all the time. Bogle wine. Bogle wine. Uh, all right, so this week we're gonna go right back to Sweet Mother Russia, and uh, not that I have a thing for the place, but I just keep finding weird stories from there. Those vadanias. I'm sorry, what? Those vadanias. Okay. I don't know what it means, but I've heard people say it. All right, so. Hopefully that wasn't, like, a terrible thing to say. <laughs> um, it means burn your children. Yeah. So this is taking place in Gorky, Russia. <laughs> Sounds like and, a lot uh, of Gorks live there. Yes. And a man named Anatoly Moskvin. Stop doing Russian stories. I know. crazy. I know. Ruski. This story was too good not to do, but, God, the names. I'm so bad at them. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh... Moskvin is what I'm just going to start calling him. Moskvin. That's Mos- his last name. Moskvin. So Moskvin lived a, uh, a very successful life, aside from being 45 at the time and living with Ew, his parents. 40. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you said he lived a good life, except he was 45. No. Ew. He was living with his parents. Yeah, 45. Not a good look. Yeah. Well, we'll get into it. Um, he had degrees in linguistics, uh, philologistism. Yeah. What is that? That is, it's basically like the same thing as linguistics, I think. <laughs> you got a double degree in the same thing. Yeah. And uh, history. Graduating from Moscow State University. Fuck, I said Moscow, didn't I? Moscow, Moscow. Moscow. I, I say Moscow because the town that I went to college in Idaho. is spelled the exact same, and it's Moscow, not Moscow. That's in Idaho? Yeah. So, yeah, Moscow State University. Mm-hmm. And he taught at, here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Ninsny Movogorod Linguistic University. I believe you. Yeah, it's a thing. So, uh, Moskvin was a well-known and respected person in the academic community, especially in his interest of Celtic history and folklore. Celtic? You say Celtic? Jesus Christ, I did, didn't I? You, you think you thinking of the basketball, basketball team. Larry Bizzard. Yeah. Larry Blizzard. Larry Blizzard. You can turn that boy upside down. Nothing's going to drop. <laughs> <laughs> Except for his shots. Yeah. Um, he also kept a uh, personal library of over 60,000 books and documents. And uh, as well as a 
kind of a strange but impressive collection of dolls. Oh no, he has dolls. I mean, yeah. not as handsome as our boy over here. We have a collection no. of one, and that's all we want. Maybe a yeah. girlfriend or a wife or a maybe boyfriend. We'll, maybe we'll get another haunted doll because I mean, I really enjoy Gary. I'm not identifying his gender right now. He's he's a beautiful, handsome doll. Well, you haven't slapped down those uh, suspenders. <laughs> We checked the suspenders, remember? Oh, that's right, we did. We, we found a silicone pouch in the front of his suspenders. Yeah, you don't want any musk in there. It's nice and dry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's got some gold bond on those on those little marbles. Yeah. So it's it was said that fellow academics described him as both genius and, and eccentric. Eccentric. Yeah. Uh, he was a former lecturer at in Celtic... God damn it. Celtic. Celtic studies. I say it once and I fuck it up. I'm going to keep doing it. Well, you know what I was thinking, though? I, people always say eccentric when they're like, you're like a nice dude, but you're really weird. They're like, he's eccentric. He's yeah. like a He's like an eccentric, funny kind of guy. And yeah. you meet him and he's like, Are you with my you're like, oh, my God. And like, this guy is, he's weird. He's yeah. a weird guy. Yeah. So he was a lecturer in Celtic studies. Heyo. And previously worked for the Institute of Foreign Languages. Moskvin was a uh, here's that fucking word again philologist linguist Mm -hmm. and a polyglot do you know what polyglot is (laughs) that's someone who speaks multiple languages okay so he spoke 13 languages what he wrote several books papers and translations and was just like a very successful and smart man oh man he was kind of like genius level that's probably why he's so eccentric yes uh, so he would occasionally work as a journalist contributing to his local newspaper and publications, describing himself as a necropolist. Jesus Christ, man. What? I'm too dumb to even follow the story. What is that? So I don't know if that's a real word if he made it up. Dead. But it's because he can... Dead languages? It's because he considered himself an expert on local cemeteries of the region. Oh my God. This guy is hard to hang out with. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, he also didn't smoke or drink. I didn't add that in my story, but what a little bitch! Just saying, he. I don't think he had much of like a, a social life. What's his name again? Um, Moskiv. Don't Ma- in- no, no. It's Moskvin. Don't, don't invite. Don't invite Moskiv. Moskvin, Moskvin. To, to the Bohemian Grove. Yeah. he'd just be like climbing the trees yeah. while everybody's just drunk peeing on him. Yeah. So he um, had you can a very see the angels from up here. <laughs> He also had a very deep interest in cemeteries, burial rituals. You can never say that word right. Burial rituals. Rituals. uh, Death and the occult. He gained this interest in the dark stuff at a young age when he was wandering through a cemetery with his friends when they discovered and witnessed a funeral uh, procession. Okay. And uh, it was for an 11-year-old girl and... Moskvin said the participants had forced him to kiss the dead girl's face, saying, this is his quote, an adult pushed my face down to the waxy forehead of the girl, and there's nothing I could do but to kiss her forehead as ordered. She was like a nice apple in the grocery store, just like a nice little coat of wax. Yeah. So you really can't imagine many young children being forced to do this would turn out okay with no problems. He's like, I was forced. I swear to God. Yeah. And the boy would uh, – and boy, would this lead to some problems. <laughs> and boy, would the boy lead to some boy problems. Yeah. 
So uh, Moscovin lived a pretty secluded life as an adult. Uh, he was never married or even dated. He uh, just preferred living with his parents. Mm. Well, he's he's smart enough to, you know, have his own little place. Yeah. And uh, in 2005, Oleg Ryabov, a publisher, had commissioned him to summarize and list the dead in more than 700 cemeteries in 40 regions of Russia. Oh, shit. So he's like, go off the top. Like, tell me, name some dead people in, in cemeteries? You know, it didn't really go into detail, like, what the actual commission was for, if it was more just like take note of everybody in every group, like, you know, oh, okay, like that okay. kind of thing. It didn't really say what he was supposed to be, like, taking account of. Okay. Um, but so during this commission, uh, Moskvin said he had gone on foot inspecting 752 cemeteries for two years, walking up oh. to 19 miles a day, drinking from puddles, what? sleeping in haystacks and abandoned farms, or sometimes he would just sleep in the cemeteries themselves even sleeping in coffins that were being prepared for the next day. No one told him to do any of that. No. He just like... He liked the potawata. I, I was going to say, it's like, hey, can you just go check out these cemeteries? And he's like, yes, do you also want me to drink from puddles? And they're like, no, it's cool. Just like go check <laughs> them out. Take a water he's bottle. Like, I can sleep in a coffin. You're like, stop, <laughs> dude. Please stop. But that's the thing. Where I thought you meant he saw... He had to go name uh, – I thought they were like, hey, name 750 people in the graveyards you've looked at. And he's able to remember them, not go inspect 750 graveyards. For two years. Holy shit. Yeah. So, yeah, weird guy, right? Yeah, it's only going to make you weirder. On November 2nd, 2011, Moskvin was arrested by the police oh. while they were investigating a case of grave desecrations oh. in the cemeteries he knew so well. Mm. But what was he doing? He's kissing him. Well, he kissed him. Uh, remember earlier, and I said he had a very impressive collection of dolls. Yes. It turns out the police had made a discovery of twenty-six human bodies oh. in his flat that he shared with his parents. Oh. The police shared a video exploring his place, showing these large dolls sprawled all around his place, sitting in sofas, shelves, tables, just oh, fucking everywhere. Oh, so the dolls are giant? They're they're human-sized dolls? Yeah. So when you say he has a large collection of dolls, does he actually have tiny dolls, or, or was his large collection of dolls all dead people? So, I'll get into that. Oh, my God. Moskvin's parents had no idea... Um, because he was dressing them up and making them appear to be large dolls that he'd either made or bought. Oh, my God. The police also found several nameplates from graves in his apartment and uh, and the instructions of how to make his dolls. <sighs> but how did he do it? After he would exhume the corpses, he uh, researched the mummification theories and techniques from books so he could preserve the bodies. He dried the bodies using a combination of salt and baking soda, then cached the bodies in a secure and dry place in and around the cemeteries. Once the bodies were dry, he would carry them back to his home where he would use various methods to make the dolls out of the corpses. That's interesting that he cured them in the cemetery. Like He would bring them into a mausoleum. Is because they were too heavy because they were like full of I think it's water? more of like... It's, it's probably more of just like... I can't take these bodies home. My parents will see them. It's Yeah, but it's also easier to carry a dried body, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't. From what I could tell, it didn't seem like he lived in a very big place. They oh, have so room he, to dry he them couldn't out. cure them at home. Yeah, because he's sneaking them in regardless, whether yeah. whether they're dried or not. But like, maybe it was a way for like to get like uh to have like less of a trail. Yeah, you know, because if they like, find the body there, it's kind of like, oh, that's like someone's doing weird shit. Like it's harder to get caught. Yeah, if they ever found his footsteps, to be like, do you have the body? And be like, I don't have any. Well, body. they also match shoes in his place that match the footprints at the. Uh, the grave sites. Ah, uh, so they did find his footprints. Yeah. Okay, okay. So being that he was never or being that he was unable to keep the bodies from a withering and shrinking like our failed bank robber. Oh, McCurdy shrinking yeah. little boy man, little boy mummy man. Yeah. He would wrap the limbs in cloth to create a fullness to them, and sometimes he would stuff the bodies with things like rags and padding. Okay. Okay. He would also paint their nails <laughs> and put wax on their faces. Um, but this was all before um, dressing the bodies with bright colored children clothing and topping them with wigs. Okay, so he's just making them. He just wants them to look pretty. Every, yeah, 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 yeah. Every 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 dead body deserves to go to a ball. Yeah. So one key element is that um, all of these dolls were the ages. Uh, between the ages of 3 and 15, and were mostly female. Okay, that ruins everything. Yeah. And it was also believed that all of his, I don't want to call them victims, but all of the bodies were Muslim. Which really? it was It was eventually ruled out, but that was a thing. Wait, it, oh, so it was believed that at first. But... Yeah, but it was ruled out. Oh, okay. Huh. You... Hmm. I, I mean, call, call me culturally insensitive, but... Tell you the truth, I didn't know there was a large Muslim population in Russia. Yeah, no. It, am I? Am I, I don't dumb? know much about Russia. Am I dumb for that? No, I don't know. Probably a little dumb. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, th- then there was like a uh, the next thing that ran through my head was like, do do Muslim people bury them in a different way that would make it easier to access the graves? That's a possibility. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. So, hmm. so why would someone do this? He claimed his motive was that he felt great sympathy for the dead children and felt that they could be brought back to life either by science or black magic, you know. Oh, okay. And so he took the time to make them look pretty until he could figure out how to do those last steps of bringing them back to life. So there there was uh, he says this, but was there foul play? You mean diddling? I mean, you can't diddle what's already dead, right? I mean, he can fool around. <laughs> okay, we just stop this. Is that like, what you're asking, yes, though? Yes, Was yes, it sexual? Uh, I'll get to that. <laughs> so, Moskvin knew what he do, what he was doing was illegal, but he said that he could feel the children calling out to him, begging to be rescued, and he thought, you know, you know, doing this was uh, more important than the law. It was above the law. Yeah. Because like, in his eyes, he was... This is God's law. Yeah. To him, it was him saving the children. Yeah. He was he, he was doing more bad than good. He was doing, like, uh, spiritual greatness, but not, like, uh, like the law of the land. Like, yeah. He knew that he, what he was doing was horrible. Yeah. So. Um, so he denied any sexual attraction or actions to the dolls and said he considered them to be his children. He would talk to them, sing to them watched cartoons with them, and even had birthday parties and celebrated holidays with them. You also have to think about the fact that on most tombstones it says, you know, birth date, death date. So he knew their birthdays. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think Great about parties. that. Great parties. Yeah. 
Um, there's a lot of leftover cake. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, there's sometimes to fill up their body, they fill them with cake. <laughs> it didn't go so well for Susan. <laughs> um, so in May 2012, he was evaluated and deemed to be suffering from a form of paranoid schizophrenia, and he has been kept in psychiatric, psychiatric in a psychiatric hospital since. Uh, you, you know, it's you know, it's kind of interesting to think about is that anytime you're doing certain acts that you know, I guess are kind of associated with like sexual things, like if you mm-hmm. dig up a dead body. And people are like, oh, he's having sex with it. It's banging you know, that body. It's it, like when you were describing this and he's like, no, honestly, I I really like I feel bad for the children and I just want to make them feel happy. And like the first person who's the first person you think of. What? And it, it, like Mr. Rogers. No, I thought of Michael Jackson. OK, like I can't like I I don't know anything about that whole situation, but I feel like. Apparently they're gonna like release a documentary about him. So like, I'm they pretty might... sure they found a lot of kitty porn I, on no, him. No, I bet they did. But yeah. I'm saying that like there are people who have mental illnesses who are like, I just want to like hang with the kids, and people are like, Oh, you're kind of creepy. Are yeah. you doing anything else? And he's like, No. And like this guy, maybe he wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it kind of proved. I think they proved he wasn't. But like, oh no, like when just got... very similar stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, when like, what these guys are doing when he got caught, he he didn't he came all out. He didn't. He didn't hold anything back. He was just like, "Yeah, no, that's He's what like, that. I, like, I, I did caught. this. This is what I was doing. This is why I was doing it." Like he, he was not like trying to hide anything. Yeah, it's just like it, it, it's it's the motives that are similar between like you know Michael Jackson and this dude who are just like there's like I just want the kids to be happy. But you know, yeah, we're we're probably gonna find out soon that the the MJ stuff is. Uh, I've seen. I've read some of the like documents from that. Yeah, and a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of people that try to say that it was fake and forged he had and... shrines though i heard yeah there was a lot of really fucked up stuff to macaulay 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 i mean those movies are good i should have a shrine we should all have a shrine of joe pesky jojo joe jojo pesky you don't i thought i saw something in your closet we're the sticky bandits <laughs> no we're the wet bandits you fill everyone's sink with water you know i honestly probably haven't seen home alone since i was five since i was home alone yeah home alone is great when that come out 96 then i probably like haven't seen it since I was there's two there's there's the first one and there's lost in new york which honestly lost in new york obviously the first one's a classic but lost in new york is equally as good there's some... oh wow home alone came out in 1990 oh whoa yeah okay Wow, I wasn't born yet. Um, I I just my favorite part of the second Home Alone when they're in New York is when he, he throws the brick off the top of the building and it smacks him right in the forehead. And he's like, "Oh, great! You threw one brick down. I bet you don't have any more bricks." And he fucking throws another brick and his nails are right in the nuts. It's just so it's it's basically just like the same thing as Three Stooges or like Wiley e. Coyote humor, where it's just a guy getting hit with a brick in the head or in the nuts. And he should be dead or severely injured, and he just gets back up and everything. No, like he that. should definitely be dead. <laughs> he got hit I think you can hit brick. someone with a brick in the head from 10 feet away, and you could probably kill him. Yeah, Kevin McAllister dropped it off like a five-story building. Yeah, no, that guy's dead. <laughs> I'm honestly very impressed by the turnaround right now. I'm looking at Home Alone. The second one came – so first one was 1990. Second one was 1992. Well, because McCallie, Kevin and McCauley, he's grown up quick. You yeah. have to pump him out. But I'm sure you don't, you don't forget about Home Alone 3. 
Oh no, that's with that Alex kid, and that's uh, that was a bad one. That was a bad one, but but that was, was that was 1997. So only five years between that and two, which is surprising. Good, they had some good traps in that one though. And then there was Home Alone Four, which came out in 2002. So that's quite a gap. Don't even tell, talk to me about Home Alone Four. And that's called Home Alone Four: Taking Back the House TV Movie. Um, Kill me. Looking at IMBD, it's got a two and a half out of ten. And then there's Home Alone. Shut the fuck up. Uh, the Holiday Heist, which came out in 2012, which had 3.6 out of 10, so better than four. But um, they went ahead and switched it up. This is a this is a little girl. Um, okay, so oh, is it a little? Uh, that might not be a no, little girl. No, they probably did that. I mean, that makes sense. I can't tell from the cover. Just we should just stop making them because the first two are. So oh good. no, it's it's a little boy. I'm sorry. I thought it was a little girl. <laughs> it's <laughs> ooh. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. It's a little bit more. That's what I'm saying. It's a little bit more sinister if there's like two guys and they're just like trying to get a little girl and you're like, oh, it kind of. Uh, little yeah. Boy, little boy's weird too. Hey, but like, could we maybe um, watch Home Alone the the Holiday Heist and we could definitely watch. That. We could do a podcast review on it. Oh, I I think that's a must. It uh yeah, it, we can watch it now for three ninety nine. We're, we're, we're going time. off on a little bit of a of a home loan tangent right now, but I mean, you guys do all your home loan research at home alone, yeah. and oh. uh, and uh, yeah, put the kids to bed. Oh, last part. The best part of the whole movie is when Marv grabs the electrical things and he turns to the fucking skeleton. You remember that? I think my favorite part was when oh! uh, Donald Trump gave the kid advice to where to go or some shit. Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, my favorite actor. Yeah. So. All right, well, uh, I think that wraps up. Um, we got we got some we got some rats. We got some. Uh, we got a lot of dolls. What was your second story? We got a lot of dolls. Oh zombie yeah, we doll. got a zombie doll. We got many dolls, and then we also got some some child sacrifice and some drunken peeing on trees, and you know, just a lot of a lot of weird, strange, strange shit he going said on it. in the world. He said so. It. Uh, we just like to keep you up to date on all that, yep. and uh, thank you guys for listening. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to to fill fill your ears with strange. Is that too mm. weird to say? No, that's perfect. Yeah, that's good. So um, yeah, check us out on all of our social medias: uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're gonna be posting all of these spooky, weird pictures on Instagram. We got a lot to share. And, uh, yeah, we got some good stuff. Rate, review, subscribe. We really like it when you do that. We love it. We love it. We love, love it. How about this? If you if you give us a nice little rating, we won't sacrifice any children to a giant bronze god this week. At least one's not related to you. Yeah. Anyone that's not related to you, we will, but, you know. Say goodbye to Tommy across the street. Ooh. He's always he's always playing ba- basketball on the street when I'm trying to leave. When I'm trying to do my my juggling magic tricks. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys. We also are going to be releasing. Are we doing that before or after this one? I think same day. So okay. we're going to release them on the same day. Uh, we have a Tales from the Camp episode that just came out. If you guys didn't get your fill of this, go and tune over uh, to that one. It is great. We got some listener stories that people sent in, and then we also brought. Uh, my roommate Kyle on because he told two stories. Um, he told a ghost story and then he told a story of a man by the name of Richard, the little magician. Oh, it's so good. And it's one of my favorite stories of all time. So good. It's a very good story. So, um, tune in for that and it's great. Um, I, is that all? We got merch. Buy merch if you like merch. Yeah. Whatever. Might make a new shirt soon. Yeah. I kind of want to make a new shirt Mix soon, it up so. a little bit. So we might be doing that soon. Um, yeah. Uh, if you if you guys have a business, 
uh, hit us up. We'll sponsor you. Yeah, I, I, I bogle wines, fuckers. Bogle, send us, send us liquor. We'll cut you a deal on the the line here. You know, send us a couple bottles. And we'll start giving you shout outs. Yeah, seriously. I'm easy. We, That's easy we love promotion. you, Bogle. I'm easy sipping promotion. you right now, baby. Bogle wine. I'm I'm, I'm sipping a uh, what do we got here? An essential red, 2016 California. Oh, it's so good. Bogle wine. Fill your brain with funny juice. Bogle wine. Old wine. It says old wine on it. My wine. My wine. So thank you guys for tuning in. We're going to leave before this gets fucking even weirder. Keep your and, hands off my bogle. And, <laughs> we just got a new slogan for you guys. You're welcome. Yep. Um, so thank you guys so much, like always. And we can never end this podcast in a timely manner. So we're sorry nope. for that. But don't forget to... Stay strange.